0: Five, four, three, two, one. Two guys on a mission to provoke you to greatness.
1: We're tackling tough subjects and sharing real life experiences. No, no holds, holds barred.
0: barred. We fought for our family's freedom
1: and want to help you achieve the same. If you want to live a life you've never lived,
0: you have to do things you've never done.
1: Let, Let the, the story begin. begin. hear dogs barking.
0: You do not hear dogs barking.
1: I heard something
0: barking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my text messages.
1: You have a barking dog as your text message notification. I,
0: I, I, well, I have three daughters and they like animals. So <laughs> I have dogs barking. I have crickets chirping. I have ducks quacking.
1: It sounds like my house during the day when the girls go on and play YouTube videos of animal yoga.
0: We went through (laughs) all of my sounds on the phone, and for anything that happens on my phone, they chose an animal sound.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Well, that's fitting for today's
0: episode. Because we're talking about family. Family. Mi familia
1: have you ever heard that song it's one of my favorite songs right now it's we it's are to the, no that's an old song no this song is to the Adams family beat but it's like a hip-hop version of the of the of the we are family
0: song oh that's dope Da-na-na-na. yeah 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 it's a
1: really cool song so uh, I'll see if I could splice it into this podcast without getting band or some type of fine sent to us. <laughs> can I, but, yeah. I
0: just, can I just, I just want to tell you, bro, I am so jazzed, so jacked up that we get to do this.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: That we are, we are, first of all, we're family.
1: Absolutely. Secondly
0: that we, we are, we have our own families. <laughs> yeah. And we get to spend time with them and we get to do this and we get to share this experience and what we're going through and the love that we have for each other and for our families with all of these good people
1: you want to know what chaps my behind a little bit (laughs) is all of the years that we have had conversations and we've never recorded any of them i know I mean, can you imagine some of the road trips we've taken or some of the rides to New York, Manhattan, or getting halal at three o'clock in the morning and just just recording some of those conversations? Did and we just, drive to Florida? We drove to Florida <laughs> several times, Oklahoma back and forth about fif- 15 times.
0: Yep. But,
1: you know, the cool thing is that, you know, when we made a pact early on, you know, in that church that one day. We really kept to our words and we really had each other's back.
0: There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> in the it,
1: deepest, darkest of times, we knew that one day we would have our own families and that the coolest part is that our families would have each other's back. Yeah. In the ups and the downs and the sideways, you know, whichever direction that life throws us.
0: 100%. Yeah. You and know, it's cool, man. You, you know? know, you know, know about this guy. There's no doubt about it. I am thankful for you, brother. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, it's an honor to call you brother as well. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about family tonight, or today, to this morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and right off the bat, we hope that you have gotten some value out of the last five podcasts that we've uh, that we've thrown out there, and that you'll go ahead and do us a solid and go ahead and share this podcast. So more people can hear it. More people can listen to our shenanigans. More people can uh, get a laugh when we talk about silly things or, you know, get a gut punch when we talk about things that, you know, are, are meaningful ne- and need
0: to be spoken about
1: and need to be spoken about. but um, but it, do you, do you ever think about before you became a husband and a father like years ago, like we're talking how old's Gray? So before you and Kristen got together, ten years yeah. ago?
0: Kristen and I? Gosh, yeah. we've been married for thirteen years.
1: Thirteen? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So so did you ever do you remember before that? Thinking of did you but did you ever think about like did you ever envision you being where you are today with three beautiful daughters, a wife? So Like, where where were you prior to all of this? Did you ever have this dream or this vision of having a family like this
0: prior to it? So, I grew up in a very large Italian family. Yes. And I wanted to so badly get married early and start procreating. (laughs) Procreating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i get it i wanted to have a you know i wanted to have like seven children and you know well i mean i'm speaking to the right man right um yeah. i wanted to have i wanted to have a lot of children i wanted to get married young and uh as life unfolded and i made the choices that i made that slowly that dream slowly disappeared hmm. And I thought that it was gone. I didn't wow. think, yeah, I didn't think that I was going to have what I have uh, now. Uh, c- certainly during the time that I was drugging and living the, the, uh, the life that I was living. Mm. right? Yeah. And, and then when I was delivered from that lifestyle and I started walking with the Lord, I thought every girl that was in the church was Christian and liked the same music that I liked. I thought they were going to be my wife.
1: They were the one.
0: They were the one. That was it.
1: <laughs> you, had, you had about 15 the ones.
0: That's messed up, bro. I had, that, you know what Kristen calls it? What? The second row cedars.
1: <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Second row cedars. But at the time, just being a little confused, immature, maybe ambitious, <laughs> uh, I motivated. Would, I would say, yeah.
0: I mean, there were so many different things, right? Yeah. I I was I was clouded and I really did want to to find what who God wanted me to be with. I really wanted hmm. a family. I wanted to settle down. Yeah. And and I had a lot of things I needed to work through. I had a lot of baggage. I had a lot of um. You know, again, the choices that we make, they start to manifest. And I had to really get with God one day. And you know the story. I haven't shared it with a lot of people. Um, I mean, some people know the whole story. Um, I had 11 people in my life pass away between mm-hmm. 2005 and 2006. Mm-hmm. And some of us and some very close to me. And, um, uh, I had this moment with God up on a mountaintop yeah. and I let go of everything. Mm-hmm. I let it go. I said, God, take it away. I don't want this desire anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to know any women. I don't want to know anybody but you. And I'm telling you the story after this whole moment with God that I had up on a mountain in Maine. I broke my leg 50 feet down. I'm telling you the story. You're relaying the story at a coffee shop or somewhere. And Kristen was sitting there and the Lord told her at that exact moment, Mm. Nick's your husband. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy.
1: But it only happened after you released some things and let them go. That's right. Because you were holding on to this dream, this desire, this future, and it was becoming almost an idol in your life, right? You were focusing. Yeah, well, you, were, you were obsessed with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted so badly to be used by God. And at the same time, it's sort of like people's love for money, right? You can't serve two masters. It it was the same thing with me with the relationships. Right. And I couldn't serve two masters. Right. So I'm either serving the Lord. And that's funny because actually in the Bible, isn't that interesting? You know, the word says that when you're single, you're serving God. And when you're married, you're serving your wife.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure when you're
1: serving God together, but yeah, you're serving
0: God together, but things change. Yeah things change. And I was literally focused on finding a woman and settling down with her. And thank God he stepped in and we had that wrestling match.
1: Mm.
0: And thank God he rolled my leg and I broke my ankle. Mm. Not that he rolled my leg. I rolled my leg for being disobedient to the park ranger because the park ranger told us don't go on the closed trails
1: <laughs> of <laughs> and, course that sounds like so, a nick move and,
0: and so we did and all of a sudden i see brian's face we're walking down this trail my leg breaks my ankle oh breaks my, and oh i my. see brian turn and look at me and go oh
1: oh man,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man. and i said yep it's broken i said well here we go and i screamed <laughs>
1: But there's, there's a crazy parallel between what happened to you and what happened with Jacob in the Bible. Yes. Can you give us a 30-second synopsis of so, the story of Jacob? Sure,
0: absolutely. And this is very personal, right? Yeah. Um, and it's very cool. And I, think,
1: and I think, in all honesty, we can all relate.
0: Everybody listening to this right now
1: can relate to the story of Jacob, whether you know it or not. Give us a synopsis
0: of who Jacob was and how he wrestled with God. So there's a gentleman by the name of Jason Upton, who is a uh, praise and worship uh, artist. Amazing singer, songwriter. He he has a song about Jacob that I love. And it talks about Jacob was a liar, right? Hmm. He was a deceiver and, And I lived that life. I I was living in the gray, you know, some people live in the in the black and white. Mm-hmm. Some people tell the yes be yes, their no be no. And mm-hmm. I was living in this gray place. And I was letting people believe certain things. And then I'd turn the corner and there'd be other things that I had to say. And and it was just this wicked web, bro. You mm-hmm. know, and 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 really God was just really changing me he was he was pruning me and shaping me and he was wrecking me and then he mm. was holding me and he was embracing me and he would you know just like clay he would my goodness brother he mm. would take me mold me you know like it was just a wild process and yeah and so then just just like jacob right jacob goes up onto penile he goes up on this mountain and he tells God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Hmm. Because he did have a desire to be his. He wanted God more than anything, right? Yeah. And God and him wrestle. Hmm. Likewise, while I was up on this mountain, I had so many things I needed to go, with, go to God with hmm. that I just was so angry and I was so upset. And I, I just wanted to blast him. And I went up on top of this mountain to see the sunrise. And wouldn't you know it, it was a cloudy day.
1: <laughs>
0: and that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And I lost it. And let me tell you, expletives were flying. <laughs> sure. It and was the truest, it was the truest moment of you though. And he just held me. And then he and th- and to be honest with you, at first before I broke my leg, I thought it was a job moment.
1: Hmm.
0: Not that I had like lost all this stuff and taken all, you know. But I yeah. was blaming him for all this death, and I was really really <clears throat> sure. pissed. And yeah. and I, and and he said, "Why are you blaming me, Job?" And I was like, "Oh." Hmm. And and then when I was telling you the story, and we were talking about this i think it was you that actually said to me you oh you had a jacob moment
1: mm. yeah i think i i think i did like 15 20 years ago i said that
0: Yep. <laughs> and, and here we are talking about it again and what's wild and this is really wild three months prior to that moment happening Kristen had a word from the prophet
1: hmm
0: And said, your husband is coming soon. He's going to be like Jacob. (laughs) Wow. Wild. (laughs) And who knew that, you know, it would be Kristen. And who knew that Michelle was going to bring Kristen to church. Right? Isn't that
1: crazy, man? Yeah. Like, number one, the first first thing that comes to mind is how cool God is. Mm -hmm. How he redeems the past. Mm-hmm. how no matter how freaking messed up you could be how flipped out of your mind and off your your rocker you could be yep. running the opposite direction the moment you turn yourself around and you come back to him and you just you just give it all up is the is the moment he's right there ready to give it all back to you yeah like it's yep. not like you know we're- like I'm in the world of finances right now and and we're in the stock market and learning about finances all day long and if you lose in the stock market it takes you years to get back as opposed to if you lose with god if you have a have a losing streak and walk away and turn your back and you're a mile down the road the difference with with the lord is the minute you turn around is the minute all those gains are 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 back you
0: are not kidding I literally, it was so fast that God brought restoration to me Hmm. in terms of me starting a life and having a family.
1: Hmm.
0: He turned around, showed me Kristen one day, not short, shortly thereafter, after the conversation I had with you and she heard from the Lord that I was her husband. Hmm. She came into the lobby of the church. There was a rehearsal that night. <laughs> god told me that's your wife come on and and i was like no i am not no this isn't happening i am my eyes are focused i'm 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 with the lord <laughs> nope
1: the minute and you totally get focused then then you get that
0: then yeah you know, <laughs>
1: that's it there
0: you go your father comes in and he goes uh <laughs> what do you think about Kristen? she's a nice girl i said what <laughs> I said, get out of here, man. Get behind
1: me, Satan. I was like, get
0: get away from me right now. And then then, your daughter, Alexa. Come on. She walks into my office with her hands behind her back, swinging back and forth. She was little. I don't know, six years. I don't know how old she was. Little. (laughs) And she looks at me and she goes. You're going to marry Kristen.
1: Oh, my.
0: And I said, I said, who told you to say that? Your father, your grandfather? Who told you to say (laughs) that? Get out of here. And she went like this. She looked at me and she was walking out the door looking back and she went, you'll see. Oh, (laughs)
1: that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. And
1: look and and just look at all the pieces are put together. Right. So I I go to Bible college. We're, I'm living with you after Bible college. I'm in yep. your parents' house. We're, uh-huh. we're roommates. Yep. I get a job at The Gap in Wilton, Connecticut. I meet the store manager who hired me. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after me working there, mm-hmm. I lock on, uh, my eyes lock onto her, and I say, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I go, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> I don't know her from a hole in the wall, but I, uh, something sunk in my heart and said, that's your that's going to be your wife. <laughs> now right. she had she had a kid and she had a past and she was actually seeing somebody she was with her her current boyfriend at the ten time. 10 years,
0: 10 years. For
1: 10 years. Yep. They were living together.
0: Her, but, her and Kristen, 10 years. Yeah.
1: And so Michelle was best friends with Kristen at the time because they used to work with each other at a mm. different store.
0: Yeah. What yep. was it like uh Gap and Greenwich or Gap gap and Limited or something like that. And
1: so they kept in contact. They kept, you know, a friendship going. And so Michelle and I started a friendship. We started a relationship, you know, six months later, eight months after that, we were pretty much engaged, tied the knot, and we were married. But that whole time, she had stayed in contact with Kristen, invited her to church, invited her to the youth ministry, the young adult ministry, and... It's like one thing led to another. It's that six degrees of separation yep. that that brought your wife into all of our lives. What it's about just so cool, man?
0: Let's 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 go back to you. Uh, you met Michelle. She had a daughter, yeah. and we're talking about family. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, you married both of. Yeah. 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 So
1: on my wedding day, when I said my vows to Michelle, I also had a set of vows to Alexa Mm -hmm. to promise to protect her and, you know, just, you know, I don't remember all the vows verbatim off the top of my head right now, but it was, it was similar to what I said to her mother. And as I gave her mother the ring, I also had a little promise ring for her that I gave to her. And mind you, I was only, how old was I? 22, 23 years old? Yeah. I was still a boy as, as long as, you know, as far as most people were concerned, I was still young and immature, but here's the thing. I had a rough childhood. I had a rough upbringing. I matured very fast. By the time I was 18, I was already out of my house and I moved to Oklahoma to go to college for two years on my own. That's right. And I made my own friends, got my own job, bought my own car. And, and then when I came back home, I lived with my parents for a little bit. Then I moved out and moved in with you guys. And then I got the job at The Gap. And in some areas, obviously, I was still growing and learning and and developing, but I was ready, man. I was ready to settle down. I didn't want to play the game anymore. I didn't want to. I was a pretty straight edge kid growing up. I didn't do any drugs. I didn't do any drinking. I I was fearful of the Lord, if you want to put it that way, right? I wanted to do right. I wanted to you know, respect my dad and just honor him. I had a family that my mom was an alcoholic and she went, she had some demons that she was dealing with and she ended up passing away some, some years ago, but I never wanted to be like that. So I was scared to venture down that road of drinking yeah. and drugs and all that. Yeah. So I stayed away from that. I also kept myself a virgin all the way through middle school, high school, college, until I met my wife and, unbelievable. and on our wedding night is when I gave my V card up. Wow. And it was an amazing moment. I for know me. that, but
0: it wows me every time I hear it, it.
1: It is a wow moment because you don't hear that much anymore. Well, and when you do hear that, you know, people are asking why people always want to know why, well, well what was wrong with him or what happened there? So,
0: I, I, don't wanna, I don't want I don't want to spill I don't want to spill into the faith part but what wows me the most is I feel like that testimony your life the what you how you decided to live and that you yeah. went that route and then there's me who went the opposite direction and I was like, you know, Satan's spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's the cool thing about the God. The testimony man. that you have I feel is so much more powerful because you saw that you needed Christ Mm. and you were good. Yeah. Living a good life and you made the right choices and you, and you still had to cling to him.
1: Oh yeah. Every single day. That's the only, that's the only way I was able to stay out of trouble. Yeah. And I always go back to the fear of the Lord. It's not an unhealthy, I'm scared to get beat. Mm -mm. It's a, it's a, healthy yes i want to honor and respect number one my lord and savior jesus christ but also my father and also the people around me and also i want to honor and respect my future wife and also my future kids that that all that all ran through my head as i was growing up yeah but the coolest part is look at our two different paths
0: i kind of felt sort of closer and near to you because i was abstinent for 13 years sure wait what did i say did i just say that i was abstinent for 13 years
1: 13 years (laughs) now that's unheard of (laughs) for somebody to go from knowing it hand in hand having sex to going to not having sex for 13 years now
0: that right there brother man takes a lot of faith and wait and (laughs) And when Kristen and I got together, we didn't kiss until I remember that until we got married. At the I remember that
1: that was a commitment you guys made to each other very early in your relationship, not to even kiss, passionately
0: kiss on the lips, right?
1: Right, yeah,
0: because why? I mean, let's we didn't want to go, we didn't want to walk down that road.
1: Let's be real. Come on, let's be real. One kiss leads to the next, that oh, yeah. leads to another. You know what I mean? So, yep. is it was it a sin? No, no, absolutely not.
0: No, but for us, it was necessary.
1: For you guys, it was necessary. So everybody's journey is different,
0: right? Yeah. And, and I every, just everybody at the wedding knew that 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 our first kiss was coming because people were like, "Man, how are they doing this?" Yeah. It was only by the great. It was only by the <laughs> grace of God, brother.
1: Yeah, yeah, and when I when I was on my honeymoon what did my dad say from the pulpit oh
0: god remember? no but i i sort of do i just don't remember the words i was but- on my
1: freaking honeymoon <laughs> giving myself to my wife and my dad's my dad announced the dang thing from the pulpit on <laughs> sunday morning the night after my honeymoon my dad announces mark just lost his virginity to michelle it was the first time he ever you know and, and he's been saving himself for marriage and then i come back and i realize what my dad said i wanted to freaking hide under the chair for about six oh. months man i got people coming up to me the week after patting me on the back saying man i don't know how you did it wow but good man, job bro i'm like what are you talking about what what who said something? What? <laughs> Meanwhile, I find out the story of my dad blasting it from the foghorn from the pulpit.
0: Wow. I was <laughs> pissed. So was pissed. just to just to uh just to bring it back to family, I wanna I wanna swing it back this way. <laughs> oh yeah. My gosh. Um I I guess, you know, you said that you had lived at my house and I was built for this and i believe you were as well right for, and for
1: what fatherhood husbandhood
0: to be a father yes to to be a husband mm-hmm. um i had an incredible example in my father and mother oh yeah you know uh the way that they love each other the way that mm-hmm. they look at each other the way that they admonish each other oh yeah uh, my father scoops my mom up and dances with her in the kitchen when she's doing the dishes you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like there's one thing after the next i could go on and on and on about what i experienced um my dad would literally be that guy to lay down a jacket over a puddle right right for my mother well he would do it for anybody really but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but my mom my father was a lot he was uh he was into sports and he was really good looking. Um, he is very good looking, but when he was younger, he became a model and he was a model for 10 years. Hmm. And he was involved in, you know, just other things. And he met my mother. And the, like, right around the same time that he met her, he said, That's my wife. And he quit everything. Wow. And left it all behind and said, this is my wife and I don't need to be a part of these things anymore. Wow. And, and so, you know, just growing up and seeing that and not just my mother and father, but my family as well, growing mm. up in the the family that I grew up in, um, really painted the picture and gave us, um, some, some high bars. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that you experienced that. Of course. You know, I believe, you know, what oh, do yeah. you call my mother?
1: Oh I call her mom. she's mom and Papa Nick yep and remember we met when I was what 13 14 years old so I had that role model in my life as well mm-hmm. because I spent a lot of time with you guys. I was always yep. over the house you know yep. worked yep. I worked with your dad with the you know with his Christmas tree business at the yep. gas station for years ten years probably I did it. And so I also saw that example, you know. That's
0: more than me. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I know. But, but I was like, you know, I was like your younger brother, like to them, a younger son. So <clears throat> I got to experience that too. I always saw your dad sweeping your mom off her feet. You know, they've been married for how long? 60 years close to it brother 50 something years
0: right yeah 50 something years really and-, and that
1: right there and the, that's always stuck in the back of my head like gosh i want to be like that you know right.
0: i want to be that
1: couple that has been together for 60 years that died together
0: yeah
1: and that's a <laughs> dream for me man to do that and so yeah. that's what i want my kids to see so it's it's important to set a a a good role model for them, be a role model for them. But set a good example in, in your own family, you know, what, what are some of the things that you do? And I know you do things intentionally to show your kids, even without telling your kids, this is what I'm doing, but you do it just so they can see it. What are are some of the things that you do in your normal everyday life to their mom, to show them, how a woman needs to be treated, how a mother needs to be treated? What what are some things that that you do? Maybe you can share with the the listeners.
0: These are very simple things. But I will, let me state this. Although they're simple and I'm saying they're simple and they come easy to me, it's not so easy for everybody to do these things. Right. Right? There are people that... Don't hug and kiss their parents. Mm-hmm. I kiss my mother and father on the lips still.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the Italian way though. So,
0: so that's, that's part of culture, you know, that's culture. So, yeah. but I've, I've spoken with my daughters and shown them it's very mm-hmm. important for us to show each other. Yes. Love and say, I love you. And yes. Yes. Do these things on a daily basis when we get up in the morning Mm -hmm. we make sure we say good morning Mm -hmm. we make sure we hug each other and hold Mm -hmm. each other and kiss each other and Mm -hmm. my wife our my daughters our children right and we do this at night right we pray together Mm -hmm. in the morning we pray at night we get together and we worship right now those are Mm -hmm. some things right but these there's other little things like Holding the door for my wife. Mm, Yeah. Holding the door, opening the door. Do I do it every time? No. Try to. I try to. I fall down sometimes. Of course. Right. Actually, when Grace was younger, my oldest daughter, she said, I got the door. I said, No, you don't got the door. I said, please do not buy into that. Don't buy into it. I know you can open the door. I know that you're able to open the door, but allow me to open the door for you. Mm. Allow me to serve you. You're teaching her chivalry. I want her to understand that I will serve her.
1: Mm, It's not about
0: me. It's not about me controlling Mm. and, and taking the door and saying, I've got the door. Mm -hmm. It's no, no, it's, Please allow Let me to me open the door you. for you. Yeah. You are a beautiful lady. Mm. You are a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be treated well. Yes. Respected. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, those are things that we do. There's one thing that I do on the sidewalk. This is an interesting thing. Is always keep the girls on the inside. I keep them on the inside. Yes, I do too. And, and it's very important. One. Because if anybody's going to take a hit, it's going to be me first. Mm-hmm. Two, people used to pimp the women out.
1: Yeah, and they would keep them on the the. And they'd side. keep
0: them on the, on the curb side. Yeah, on the curb side. <clears> N- <throat> yeah. Not in this family.
1: Right. Now, and not a and, lot of
0: people know that. Not a lot of people know that. They don't.
1: When we were in Vegas last year. I had made it, I had made it a point to keep my wife on the inside of we were, when we were walking on the street. Yeah. And several people actually stopped us and noticed it and said, "Good looking out, brother. Keep your woman on the inside." And, and I, I it was just out of habit for me, but the fact that people noticed that, I was like, "Heck yeah, you know, like people need to notice that, you know." Yeah. And I do that for my little girls now. Yeah. Actually, we were just walking today and I said I said to Angelie, she wanted to come on the other side of me. I said, no. I said, go on the other side of me, sweetheart. I said, I want you guys to stay on the inside so you're not close to the road. And so that maybe she didn't even know what the heck it was or why I did that. But she's going to start to learn the more and more that I do that. She's going to know, oh, I got to always stay on daddy's inside. Yep. You know? And then later on, she can know the the true reason of that. But yeah, little things like that for sure.
0: I don't sit down. At a restaurant. Until until they sit. Until they sit. I stand up when they enter the room. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I pull their chair out. I push their chair in. There's a lot of little things that I do. Yeah. You know?
1: And they'll never know.
0: I also do things that are not special days. I don't, Mm -hmm. we don't focus on Valentine's Day. Because it's always
1: Valentine's Day.
0: Bro, all the time. Yeah. So I'll bring flowers home. Do I do it all the time? No. But it's these off moments. Yeah. Where something is done, or a word is spoken, or a note is left, Mm. or something is. It's just if we focus like the world focuses, then it's fake. Mm -hmm. Right? you're you're in the stores bro on valentine's mm-hmm. day you mm-hmm. go into stores you see there's there's people scrambling scrambling last minute at midnight the day before <laughs> and they're like ah oh, i gotta get you know a stuffed animal and they like, ran oh, out like, of flowers hey, i gotta get chocolate yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like yeah. you're like bro yeah what are
1: you doing what are you doing man He's Do sees right he did, through
0: yeah. you bro i know
1: <laughs> i know my wife and i have this understanding and i've tried to like get to the very 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 much the detail of like hon i like i get her roses right so i'll I'll get her randomly just without being valentine's day i'll just get her roses i'll get my girls each a rose I'll, i'll bring uh four roses in i'll hand each rose out to each one of the girls just out of the blue but when it comes to like valentine's day i'm like I'm like, sweetheart, I'll get you roses. Do you really want roses or do you want something more meaningful? Do you want me to take you out to dinner? Yeah, do you let's want, go to dinner. Do you want like a spa? Do you want like, yeah. you know, like I can get you roses anytime. I can get you a card. I can get you chocolate anytime you want. So I try to, I try to get to more of like a, a meaningful thing. But you know, some I things that want I – I bought my
0: wife's succulents.
1: What the heck is that? <laughs>
0: that sounds spicy. It is. No. They're uh it's pretty cool. They're neat. Uh just look up look up succulents. You and everybody else that's listening that doesn't know what a succulent is.
1: All right, I'll check it out. I'll <laughs> check it out. Some of the things that I try to do in front of my kids is kiss my wife. Obviously mm-hmm. not a crazy kiss, but just a, a nice kiss on the lips because I want to show them that I still am affectionate towards somebody that i've been with even for 20 years because we're going on our 20 year mark we're in like 18 years now
0: bro and you owe so, her like a three carat diamond five i carat. know
1: bro just <laughs> wait just wait her diamond her diamond's coming big boy's coming we're actually planning our 20th three our 20th uh our, our honeymoon no our 20th what's it called when we renew our vows we're planning oh that really right now.
0: yeah Ooh, gosh, so i'll I let you know about the guy that guy that does that
1: yeah i'll let you know about let that let me soon.
0: officiate that bro
1: all right cool I'll, I'll let you know soon. So I, I one of the things is I make sure to kiss my wife in front of my kids. And they get so giddy and silly about it, you know. Uh, I make sure to hold her hand when we're walking. I make sure to open her door. Uh, make sure she sits in the seat before I do. Push in the chair. All yeah. that, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I try to get flowers here and there. I get her a card every once in a while. Uh, but listen, I'm far from perfect. And there's so much I can do to be better at being a husband and Mm -hmm. being a father. And I'm learning every day. I'm still learning how to love. I'm still learning how to nurture. I'm still learning how to empathize. I'm still learning how to shut up and listen. (laughs) Right. And we're 20 years into our marriage and I'm still learning like I'm a brand new husband. And I think that's the key to having a long lasting marriage is Always trying to learn and always
0: trying to be better. I'm going to touch learning for a second. Please do. I got into an elevator with a bunch of people. And there was an elderly woman on this elevator. She was ancient, bro. Mm. (laughs) And the elevator was stopping at the different floors. And I was peeking my head out to look at, what was on each floor at the, at the list, right, right at the elevator. Mm -hmm. She said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm learning. Hmm. And she said, aren't you a little too old to be learning? And I said, she was ancient bro. Hmm. And I, I looked at her and there were some people on the elevator. They couldn't, their eyes bugged out of their head. I looked at her and I said, once I stop learning, I'm dead. Oh my god. And she was like, oh, oh, "Excuse me." Whoa. You know. And you could see the like the head nods, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But yeah. for me it just it was kind of wild because yeah. a, this person who I would have thought would have dropped some wisdom, some nuggets, yeah. was like, "Aren't you a little too old to be learning?" Wow! <laughs> no, That's you're wrong. not like, no. Oh my gosh. I'm That's what you, keeps
1: bro. you young. You have to keep learning in a family. You have to learn your kids. Even when your kids are older, I'm still learning how to love Alexa at 24 yes. years old. Yeah. Just because she's out of the house and lives on her own. Doesn't mean I stop learning her and learning how to get into her world. My dad taught me at an early, early age, when you're married, son, you need to get into your children's world. Now everybody does it differently and not everybody even does it. And sometimes we suck at it, but getting into your children's world is not getting frustrated with them when they want to play a game or show you something or you know, my girls, they want to daddy, can we paint your nails? Can we can we put makeup on you? Now I'm gonna burst the toxic masculinity bubble right now because I've let my girls put makeup on me. I'll let them put eyeliner on me, I let them put blush on me, lipstick and, and and nails and that's me that's me getting into my little six-year-old girl's world that's not me dressing up as a drag and you know flaunting around that's me getting into their world and allowing them to play and just have fun
0: the other day
1: we use we use learning experiences and we talk about it but it's just me getting into their world it's like if you're a mom and your boys want to play in the mud and play with cars
0: go get
1: dirty do it Don't feel too good to get dirty with your little boy because they're going to remember those moments.
0: So like Mark, I have three daughters. And uh, the other day I said, we're going to go out and mommy, we're going to let mommy rest for a little bit. And I'm going to take you guys out. And I said, come here. I want to, I want to do something. And so I go into my, my drawer, the drawer that nobody goes into. Hmm. And I pull out this makeup, case that i had from back in the day (laughs) (laughs) when i used to club i kept one i kept one (laughs) and it's this this thing from a a a makeup company and and it makes you shimmer (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so i put I put it on their eyes and on their cheek and, you know, I did it in such a nice way. And, and they're looking at me crooked, like what is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) But it was just so much fun to go out with them and do that and do that because they like, it was like a couple notches on their little child belt. Of
1: course you're, you're (laughs) making memories with them
0: yeah, and they're going to, they're going
1: to grow up learning that they're going to grow up saying, man, Dad really understands. He really gets me, you know? I think it's important for fathers especially to do that, especially if they have little girls.
0: Why does dad have that case of shimmer?
1: Well, yeah, you'll have to explain that at some point, I'm sure. (laughs) That's a conversation I'd like to podcast.
0: (laughs) I'm sure we'll go down that road.
1: I'm sure we will.
0: There's no doubt. Good Lord, man. But yeah, so...
1: Family's important, man. If we don't have family, we don't have anything.
0: You know? Even if it's not blood.
1: No. Nobody said family has to be blood. That's right. Family, sometimes... You know the old saying, uh, blood is thicker than water? Uh, That's... Yeah. It's a twisted saying.
0: It is. Yeah. It's a twisted saying.
1: But I heard somebody explain it one time that water is like family right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and blood they used to do that there was rituals that they used to do back in the day you know like blood brothers those types of things sure and that that between a man and another man not family not related that they would go ahead and do some sort of silly thing but that whole saying came about that blood that is together is thicker than water that is flesh and so whether, whichever way you want to take that, yeah, absolutely. I have some friends that are way closer than family members. You're, you're closer than any other family member that I have. Yes. You know, some of my other brothers closer than regular family. And so family doesn't have to be just blood. Family can be anybody that you you, you know has your back. You know you have their back. You know that you guys are, you know. They're in the hard times, in the tough times, in the good times, in the ups ups and downs, and the sideways. And so that's what family is.
0: Sounds My like favorite
1: movie of all time is Fast and Furious. Bro. When Vin Diesel sits down and Solid. says, welcome to the family. And that's says,
0: exactly right.
1: That is, that's the epitome of what family is all about.
0: Yeah. So. And now nine movies later
1: yeah i don't uh, don't get me started on that whole franchise i think they ruined it after like number three but
0: you know what anyway. you know what got me bro was the ending after paul passed yeah in that film where they pull up next to each other and he drives off yeah and he goes down the the, the other road and you know yeah that was really really powerful yeah um and it did it and it sh- you know what 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 that showed me about family was that cast came together and allowed that moment to be seen at the end of a film when they were all sitting on the, on the beach. Yeah. Looking at at his, who was Paul's brother Mm -hmm. at the end of the film playing with the playing with the son. Yeah. And that was very, very powerful. Powerful. Because they broke, like a, a pretty big rule, yeah, right in film making, Mm -hmm. and and that you knew that it was more of a real moment where those tears that they were, that was real. Oh yeah, for sure. When you walk through those moments with people, you're you get knit with, you get knit with them. It's it's a
1: definitely a knitting. It's a joining of. It's a joining of souls, man.
0: And, and I will say that one day we will share our story. Oh, yeah. Um, you know. Oh, yeah. There's lots of
1: story, man. Lots of story there. But I appreciate this podcast, man, bringing us down memory lane again. Uh, for all, everybody that's listening, uh, go ahead and be a blessing to somebody. Uh, this week be a blessing to your family if you don't have family make family because god knows there's other people out there that need somebody in their life to have their back you have any last words nick
0: yeah be obedient to that voice when you hear go hug that person pick up the phone and call that person say i love you turn to that person and just touch their shoulder touch. Okay. That's going to be my last word for this session. Touch. Don't be afraid to touch and embrace and love. Yeah. Brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your friend, whoever it is. Contact. Okay. I'm going to actually, let me finish with this because I I think this is going to bring it full circle bring it home bring it home i was working for martha stewart we were shooting in new york city we pulled up to a corner where we were going to be staging and there was a, a homeless person on the corner and he he was filthy 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 and the lord told me to go over to him And tell him that, one, God loves him. Two, I love him. Three, I want to hug you.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, all of these people from Martha Stewart, including Martha, were there. Wow. To see this. I don't know if she remembers it. I don't know if any of them remember it. But it was powerful at that moment. Because when I hugged that guy, he broke down wailing. Oh, my gosh. And said it was the first time someone touched him. Oh, wow. In over two decades. That's insane. That probably changed his life. 20 years.
1: That probably changed his life, that one moment.
0: So, when I say touch, I mean in a good way. Yeah. Reach out and connect and contact And be there and touch someone.
1: That's powerful. That's it. Love it. I love it. Until the next show, brother. I love you Uh, too. Be well. God bless. Ciao. Hey, this is Mark here. Thanks so much for joining us on this last podcast. We really, truly appreciate your support. We definitely could not do this without you. If you can take just a brief second and click that share button, share this podcast to your social media, Get this message out to more people so that there's a greater impact on our community. And for those of you who want to give a little extra support, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcast. That'll actually help our reach on those platforms as well. Thanks so much. God bless. And we'll see you in the next episode.